It's time now for Money Matters with the Lewis family, Doug, Linda, and Deborah, owners of Lewis Financial Management, a Raleigh-based family-owned financial planning firm providing investment and financial planning advice since 1983. Doug and Deborah are certified financial planners, CFPs, who can answer any of your questions about investments, retirement planning, and estate planning. Why not call Doug, Linda, and Deborah right now at 919-860-9783 with your financial planning questions. That's 919-860-9783. Now, here's Doug, Linda, and Deborah. Investments offered through SFA Inc. Investment advice through Lewis Financial Management. SFA Inc. and Lewis Financial Management are not related entities. Hello, North Carolina. This is Doug Lewis, Certified Financial Planner, once again welcoming you to Money Matters with the Lewises, Doug, Linda, and Deborah Lewis. Money Matters has been providing you with a personal financial hotline for all your questions about investments, estate planning, tax planning, money management, and retirement planning for over 30 years. Good evening, North Carolina, and thank you for joining us once again on Money Matters with the Lewises. This is Linda Lewis. And this is Doug Lewis, Certified Financial Planner. And Deborah Lewis, Certified Financial Planner. And we are here tonight to answer any of your financial questions, but we want to touch base and see, first of all, how did the week end? Because the week ended astonishingly high again. Our Dow Jones is now at 20,821, another record high. Indicators are still all looking very positive. And then with regard to oil, the big surprise last week was oil closed at almost $54 a barrel. That's a long ways from last year's $28, $29 range. And at least one industry expert uh, in oil says he honestly believes that we will see oil up in the 70s by the end of this year. So uh, we will see another week as it prog- as it progresses, but right now, indicators look very nice. Well, I hope that everyone is enjoying their weekend, and thank you for joining us once again on Money Matters. And the weather has just been incredible, and I guess we're supposed to remind ourselves it's still winter. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty hard, uh, but pretty hard when it's almost 80 degrees on, <laughs> on the front porch. I think it's going to get a little chilly tonight. <laughs> and then climb, I think, all the way yeah. back up to the mid-upper uh, 70s by Wednesday. So, Well, I'm not going to complain. <laughs> right? <laughs> At least the sun is shining, yeah? That's right. <laughs> so, well, yeah, go ahead, John Linda. Deborah, what's new in the world of financial planning? Well, there's always a long list of of regular questions that we receive that I thought might be a good explanation and a way to begin tonight to sort of answer the question, why are we here tonight for uh, the 27th year answering questions, um, Money Matters on Sunday nights at 6 o'clock? Well, it's because you might have questions about personal financial planning. And there are a long, uh, long list of typical ones. Yeah, most people, again, are not aware that we as certified financial planners are able to answer any of your questions, including investment questions. Now, of course, investment questions might be any type, such as? Well, how should your 401k be positioned based on your available investment choices? Or... How do you roll over your 401k or 403b or retirement plan? Or where should you put it? 
some folks have questions wondering how should your overall portfolio be balanced? Stocks, bonds, REITs, mutual funds? And what investment vehicles should you currently be invested in based on what your current age, your age, your risk tolerance, your retirement goals, etc.? Well, you might have questions with regard to investments concerning how to prepare for college funding or how to prepare for financial independence. Other folks want to know, what about cash flow? Cash flow questions, right? Yeah, now there you might say, like, how should you invest any surplus money from your monthly paycheck? Or how do you create a budget? Or what's the difference between discretionary expenses, non-discretionary expenses, or regular monthly expenses. You're listening to Money Matters with the Lewis Family on News Radio 680 WPTF. And if you've got a question about your financial planning situation, call us on the open line for the next 50 minutes at 919-860-9783. That's 919-860-9783. A3. How about insurance? How do you know if your insurance coverage is ac- adequate? What types of insurance should you have? How much will you and or your spouse need to pay should one of you die? What about the differences between term or whole life, universal, second to die? Do you have questions about insurance? What about long-term care insurance or disability insurance? If insurance is on your mind, call us tonight. And maybe you've got questions about your taxes. Like, is there any way to avoid the alternative minimum tax? Or can you use a charitable trust to sell real estate tax-free? Or are there any investment vehicles that actually can reduce your tax burden? Or maybe you've got a question like, should your business be an S-corp? or a C-Corp, or an LLC, or a sole proprietorship with regard to income taxes. Or maybe you want to know, are you paying too much in your quarterly taxes, or maybe too little? What about on the estate side? Do you need a revocable living trust and a credit shelter trust? You might ask, how can you reduce your estate tax liability, or how can you avoid probate costs altogether? So tonight it's your night. Any questions with regard to investments, cash flow, insurance, taxes, or estate, we are here to answer them for you. So call us tonight, 919-860-9783. We are the Lewis family, 919-860-9783. Thank you for joining us on Money Matters with Doug Lewis. And Doug, it looks like we've got a caller. Perry, this is Doug Lewis, Certified Financial Planner. How can I help you this evening? talk and find out whether I should talk with you uh, in the office. Uh, well, what's, what's, what's the deal? What, what's, what's the issue? What it is is, well, I'm trying to figure out whether I've got my stuff right or not. I mean, I uh, have a 401k right now, and I had to roll over one because the corporate, I left the uh, company that I had one with before that. Right. Now, when you, when you did your rollover, how much, uh, how much was the rollover that you... I'm sorry? A hundred thousand. All right, that was at the old at the old four hundred one k. Yeah. Are you working still? Yeah, but I, I'm yeah with a different company. 
All right. So and the original one uh, is into an IRA. Uh, okay. All right. That's what I wanted to know. Yeah, that 401k went into an uh, IRA. Okay. Well, that's good. I, I think that's a much better decision. I commend you for taking that option. Many companies allow you to roll it into the new uh, the new 401k. I didn't want to do that because I didn't like the one that they have. Good for you. <laughs> good for you. And also, you lose control. Yeah. Well, that was that was another thing. All right. Now, how old are you, Perry? Fifty-seven. You're fifty-seven years old. You married or single? I'm married. Married. All right. What's your income? Uh, around sixty. All right, around sixty thousand. Is your wife working? No, not outside the home. Okay, right. <laughs> but for I mean, uh, for compensation, this is the no, family. No, that's right. This is the family income. That's it. Okay. I and what other investments do you have in your personal investment portfolio other than retirement investments? Uh, virtually, I have about ten thousand in uh, another in, uh, uh, another mutual fund. All right. And. Anything in cash or CDs or money market? There's about, about 20000 in cash. All right. I have about, I think about twenty twenty five thousand 25000 in uh, U.S. bonds. All right. What, in double E bonds? A double E, yeah. Right. That, well, that's something we want to get rid of along the way as we do an asset allocation. What about your living expenses, Perry? Oh, they aren't bad. I don't have a mortgage. Okay. So, got food and clothing and things like that. Right. Do you have any idea how much you're spending on a monthly or an annual basis? Uh, let's see. How much do I get rid of out of my salary? I guess is what you're saying over a year. All right. Oh, that's a tough one. You know, I never really, I, I don't think about it. Sometimes well, you can back into it. How much do you pay for taxes, first of all? Oh, about five. Five thousand for federal, about two thousand. So seven. Eight. Three. There's. And how much are you contributing to your 401k? Uh, 10%. That's another six. That brings you down to 47. And I put away... Probably got about 3,000 for FICA. For oh, security. I get the full, whatever the total is, I hit the top always. Okay, then you may be at 5,000. So you yeah. might down, be down to 42,000. Amazing, isn't it? And mm-hmm. then food, I know that's uh, about five, between five and 6,000 a year. Well, what you want to do in the financial planning uh, uh, arrangement Mm -hmm. is we want to go ahead and start with a needs analysis. Mm -hmm. And yes, it would be probably uh, to your benefit to go ahead and schedule an appointment with Linda, call the office during the week, and she can set up a time. And we're going to want to take a look at your living expenses, your assets. Uh, You say you have uh, no mortgage. Any other liabilities? None. All right. Well, that's good. That means that your assets are your net worth. We're gonna want. We're gonna want to go ahead and look at your your both your qualified and your non qualified, and it looks to me like you've got a significant what we call net margin, which means excess income net over expenses. Yeah, I do. I, I know that, and that's the thing is I wanted. And that needs to. That's your major. That's the big thing you've got. I'm not happy with your with with. In other words, if all you've got is about fifty thousand dollars in non qualified investment portfolio at your age, mm-hmm. and that makes me nervous. Mm-hmm. And therefore, what we need to do is to see how rapidly you can build it using that net margin and in building it, build it according to an asset allocation model. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and in that model, we will include both the qualified, meaning the IRA rollover monies, and the non-qualified. Mm-hmm. I. It may be that you haven't done anything wrong so far. You just need to go ahead and shift the pieces around. Yeah, that, well, that's that's the thing. Is and uh, 
I've listened to your program on several occasions, that, and it sounds like you would be the person to talk to that uh, could at least tell me what, what I'm doing wrong or how best to take what I have and uh, make the best advantage. Because I, I, want, I really want to, essentially I want to retire at 62 or 63, somewhere in there. Yeah, we can do some financial independence and I studies. I will get a uh, retirement fund from the first company that's sitting somewhere. Yeah, well, what you just told what you've just told us is that that your financial independence feasibility study is targeting five years or six years, and we want to run an analysis to find mm-hmm. out whether you'll be able to make it uh, under the assumptions that we build in. That's what I really need to know. Yeah, and um, our number in the Raleigh area, Perry, is eight seven two seven thousand. Eight seven two seven thousand. Yes, sir. USA seven thousand. Oh, and if okay. you know, in the meantime, if you and your wife would get a notebook and start jotting your questions down. Um, and if you'll call me, I'll be happy to send you an introductory packet okay. and some worksheets where you can fill out the data that we would need, and then we can take it from there. Okay, I, I'll give you a call then Monday. Okay, well, thank you for calling. Well, thank you for All right, bye-bye. Do you have questions about your financial planning? Call the Lewises right now at 919-860-9783. That's 919-860-9783. You know what, Doug and Linda? Perry's question represents so many of the calls that we receive on a weekly basis. Yeah, I forgot to tell him, though, that uh, if he calls to schedule an appointment, we're giving away three, one of three books. Again, as we have, seems like our, our listeners that are coming to the office, they're enjoying these. So again, if Perry comes in, if you're still listening, Perry, we will offer you either The Wealthy Barber, Middle Class Millionaire, or Simple Wealth, Inevitable Wealth. And also, don't forget, we have a website. Go to our website, DougAndLinda.com, DougAndLinda.com. Okay, Debs, yeah, go ahead. Well, I was just I was just remarking that um, you know to myself that he represents most of the people who definitely are uh, listeners who make appointments who come in. You know, sixty thousand family income is uh, not. Uh, n- not exceptionally high or, or making you think that, you know, well, only wealthy people need financial planners. No, everyone needs a certified financial planner. Whether you're beginning, you're in the middle of accumulating, or if you're at the end, you know that you need to know how much you spend on taxes, how much you spend on living expenses, how much you need to contribute to your retirement plan to get to your financial planning goal. These are the typical everyday average folks who in the end become middle class millionaires. And it's it's wonderful, isn't it? Because so many of uh, our families are couples or, you know, uh, our listeners that have come in and scheduled appointments. They're just like Perry. They're married. They've been working every year on their jobs, taking care of the kids, paying down the mortgage. But because life is busy, many of them are procrastinating and You get to a point in your life where either an event happens or it's just time. Well, like in his situation, he's looking at retiring in five years. Well, what was his biggest question? Is retirement feasible? Can we do it? Are we going to have enough? And I'm reminded last week, the client that came to see us during the week, at the end of the meeting, it's always the same comment. 
gee, I wish I had done this. I wish I'd come to see you 10 years before. <laughs> it's the same. So true. Right. Five and years before, 10 years before. <laughs> right. So if you're listening, make that commitment. This is the year that you get started answering the question, am I on track? Will I be ready to retire when I want to? Now, Doug and Linda, as you know, this year we have started something different where we will replay the Sunday show on the following Saturday. So what I've been doing is coming in to be available in case there are callers who have questions during the replay. And we had one last night that I thought might be interesting because it was a, a question that we get frequently. And the question was in regard to his current relationship is with, can I say the name? Sure. Okay. Charles Schwab. And he asked the question, is Charles Schwab or is my broker at Charles Schwab a fiduciary? So, Doug, can you help us get clear on who is and who isn't a fiduciary in case there might be someone listening tonight who has the same question? Yeah, because this term now is moving from the back page to the front page of all the financial journals because uh, of the DOL, the Department of Labor's ruling with regard to fiduciaries having to be uh, this new ruling has to be implemented by April and President Trump has said he wants to have a thorough analysis of it before it's implemented with a waiting period of maybe uh, uh, six months. We don't know. But the point is, everybody now is thinking, what's this whole story about fiduciary? So first of all, definition. A fiduciary is a person or an entity which is required by law to put your interest, you the client, ahead of their own. So at that level, it sounds pretty simple. Now we come to <clears throat> who is not a fiduciary, okay? So right now, stockbrokers are not fiduciaries. So if they're not fiduciaries, then what are they? What are they bound by? What are they regulated by? And that is called a caveat emptor relationship, meaning uh, let the buyer beware that this person I'm dealing with makes his living through commissions and not for any advice I'm getting. So a stockbroker is not a fiduciary. Number two, what about the insurance agent? Is he a fiduciary? No. He is not a fiduciary, and he is in a caveat emptor relationship. Let the buyer beware that what he or she is talking to you about whether it be life insurance or annuities, they make their living on the commission if you buy the product, just like the stockbroker, not fiduciaries. However, we now come to a person called a money manager. And when you move over to Schwab and to many of the entities like this, these are money managers and they are fiduciaries. However, there are two kinds of fiduciaries. There are those who are just in the world of money management, and there are those who are financial planners, such as we are. I am, Deborah is, Lewis Financial Management is, and so forth. So what's the big difference between those two kinds of fiduciaries? When you go to a, an individual, like this guy he called you, uh, he had to deal. He doesn't call. Hey, Charlie Schwab. This is you know. This is right, Joe. No, right, he, he right. Didn't do that. Right. He calls a one eight hundred number or a nine one nine number right. and speaks he, to someone. That's right. Or he gets a stockbroker who says, "I can put your money under a managed account and it'll be held 
at a Schwab Correct. account. Right. All right. So this is called money under management. You then sign a limited power of attorney. Mm-hmm. You, the client, with Schwab or with the Fidelity individual or, or the is. individual that this person deals with out of that entity. And now that person has authority to buy and sell on your behalf. It doesn't contact you. All right. So that's not advice. That's money management. And that's the confusion right now. Those people are fiduciaries, but you don't deal with them. You don't call and say, hey, Charlie Schwab, this is this, yeah. this is Ralph. I'd like to know why you uh, bought this or why you sold this stock or anything. That's not the way it works. In this case here, uh, you sign over maybe a half million dollars into a managed account, and then they buy or sell on your behalf. That's one kind of fiduciary. That's not financial planning. That's money management. What we are as financial planners, we are fiduciaries. We give advice on all investments, but we do not take control of your investments. We give you advice what investments to buy, which investments to sell. We give you advice about cash flow planning. We give advice about estate planning. We give advice about income tax planning. We give advice about every part of your financial world as fiduciaries. And we have no incentive to give you advice that would go ahead and make you buy something that would give a a bigger commission to us or anything like that. So the difference is financial planners who are fiduciaries or money managers who are fiduciaries. And so uh, if he's out there listening, because right. this, this was a caller Absolutely. last night. Absolutely, last night, said, last yeah. night. Okay. So, so, so this does clear up a lot of questions. The question is, it, do you want money management or do you want financial planning? Right, right. So if, if you are thinking, well, hmm, I guess I sort of need a second opinion on what I own, who I've been working with, and what my needs might be. What might have been good for you last year may not be good for you now. You might have uh, more questions, deeper questions, or simply want a second opinion. We are Lewis Financial Management. My father, Doug Lewis, and I, Deborah Lewis, are both certified financial planners. My parents, Doug and Linda Lewis, opened up this firm in 1982, and we have been, in 1983, and we've been doing comprehensive financial planning for over 30 years. So uh, since we're right here in Raleigh, a lot of things touch our lives, and one of the big stories in the, Wall Street, in the, um, in the uh, News and Observer this week was on JCPenney's. Do you have questions about your money? Call the Lewises right now at 919-860-9783. That's 919-860-9783. Well, Doug, Deborah, uh, this week it was big news. Yes. And this is uh, an article we saw in the News and Observer about J.C. Penney's. And they are, well, in the Triangle they have three stores. And... J.C. Penney's has been in business for a long time, but they're planning to close as many as 140 stores in the next few months. And the company hasn't announced yet which stores it's going to be closing. Yeah, it's a, it, it is a huge uh, piece of information. There were days when J.C. Penney and Sears were just uh, talked about in the same sentence and everything. In Montgomery and, Ward. Well, we remember <laughs> when we heard those stories and everything uh, about Sears offering early retirement packages, and J.C. Penney is doing it now. It's a major event. If this is happening to you, you need to go ahead and write down our phone number, 919 862 
972-7000. That's right. our office number. Right. Call us and schedule an appointment before you make any decision. We will walk you through your choices and what we think is best for you. Uh, let's pause with the JCPenney story and let's take Ray's call. Ray's on hold. Hi, Ray. This is Doug Lewis, Certified Financial Planner. How can I help you this evening? My wife and I max out our well, my 401k and her 403b. The question is, what do we do now? Okay. We have, we have money available to put somewhere else, but into what? Okay. So let's go through a little bit. First of all, how old are you, Ray? 53. You're 53. You are working, and, you, and your wife is about the same age? She is 48. We both work. All right. Two income. Any children living at home, Ray? They're all grown. Good. Okay. So we have two earners and both work for nonprofit entities with 403B retirement plans. Well, my wife has a 403B. I work for local government with a 401K. Okay. All right. Um, so now tell me a little bit about what you've accumulated thus far in your retirement accounts. In your 401K, how much have you accumulated there? 195000 All right. And in your wife's 403B, how much has she accumulated? Just over 200000 Okay. Outside, do you have anything else like IRAs or anything else in retirement type of accounts? No. All right. So let's go to the non-retirement account aspect. Uh, What have you accumulated thus far in mutual funds or CDs or cash or anything outside? Uh, Nothing along those lines. We have some land that we own, uh, about 85 acres that's paid for. All right. Um, Let's go over to income for a second then. What's your income? About 73000 And your wife's income? Uh, about 150000 All right. So about 225 total income. Do you have any idea what your expenses are now that the kids are gone? And don't include the 401k and 403b contributions because that's not an expense. Uh, it's actually very little. All the cars are paid for. The house is almost paid for, and we really have nothing other than that. We we don't do cable or anything else like that. We try to be very frugal with the money. Okay. So. Um, well, we're going to begin financial planning when you come to meet us. We're going to begin with just that point. We're going to send you a little worksheet to help you list what are your expenses because to answer your question, we're going to start by saying, what is that surplus every month? And that surplus, whatever it is, that surplus, whatever it is, if it's uh, if you've got two twenty five and you don't have any real heavy debts and everything, uh, maybe you've got uh, five or six thousand a month surplus. Does that sound realistic? Well, that's very close. Yes. Okay. Maybe a little more. Okay. So let's say that you've got ten thousand a month surplus. All right. Okay. Whatever the number is, that number needs to be captured. Quote. Quote. Okay. Now, we're going to divide your expenses, first of all, into three categories. Those that are recurring, such as gasoline and eating out and groceries and those things. We call them the RMEs, the Recurring Monthly Expenses, RME. Then we're going to go ahead and take your non-recurring but fixed expenses, such as a fixed insurance payment maybe semi-annual or quarterly or a real estate tax annual or something like that. It's not recurring every month, but it definitely happens. Okay. And then we're going to find out that all of the rest of your expenses are what we call 
discretionaries like clothing, like travel, vacation, and gifts, and all those things. Right. The big thing we're going to focus on are your RMEs. We're going to take your RMEs and we're going to say your required your recurring monthly expenses against your recurring monthly income is going to leave, let's say, this surplus of maybe it's 15000 by the time we take out the discretionaries. All right. Okay. Now, what happens then is we then go over to your 401k. Do you have any idea how many and what types of investments are over there? That you're invested in. I, I really, I, I've looked at it. I don't completely understand it. All right. It, it, uh, I have them kind of managing it because I don't understand. Okay. Well, that's that's that that's very much like uh, the, the the chicken that says I'm really going to let the wolf make all the decisions and everything because I trust him. Okay. So, so we'll get in front so, of that one too. Yeah, we'll get in front of that one for sure. <laughs> we will definitely tell you whether you're in a growth and income fund or a growth fund, a bond fund, a junk bond fund, what you're in. And number two, we're going to tell you what you should be in, how to go ahead and uh, and properly allocate your 401k. I presume your answer is the same for your wife's 403b? Pretty much, yes. All right. She lets them manage it. Okay. All right. So uh, when we say that, once you and I or Deborah and you or whoever that you're meeting with at my office, we're going to go ahead and break it into types of investments. Growth and income funds, growth funds, et cetera. The reason we're going to do this is we're going to come and build a third portfolio, which is what's behind your question. And that third portfolio is going to be structured in such a way that it doesn't duplicate anything in the other two. A couple of things we're not going to put in there for sure. We're not going to recommend anything like an annuity. We think annuities are... Uh, one of the big no-nos today. They're insurance products that uh, we do not feel are proper for investments. Okay? Okay. All right. Number two, we're probably not going to recommend any ETFs. ETFs look like they are uh, managed mutual funds, but they're really, they're trading on the stock exchange, so it's more like a gamble. Okay. We're going to go ahead and structure a portfolio for you that is conservatively managed conservatively structured, diversified, and fits so that you have basically one pair of pants with three pockets, your 401k pocket, her 403b pocket, and yours other. Now, if you're starting with about two seven, uh, two ninety five, uh, 395 on your side, on, your, on, your, on those two pockets. Okay. And then if we're going to put in uh, 10 or 15,000 a month, then we're going to rapidly see... By the way, once we structure it like that, we're then going to do some proformas, some modeling. We're going to use some assumptions where it will be in two years, in four years, in eight years. Because all this hard work, I'm guessing, Ray, was ultimately to answer the question, when can we retire? Well, and that's a big point because I'm actually law enforcement and I am eligible for full retirement in 23 months. Wow. So... (laughs) That's, right. that's excellent. What do you do after that? Okay. Uh, All right. Well, that's very good because I'm going to, the first thing that we ask the clients in the office when they come to meet with us is what are the goals in front of us? The second question, of course, as we get into the data gathering, we are, of course, I just mentioned the living expenses are one of the first things we gather in the way of data. But the goal, if it's two years, then we're going to test to see. 
are you able? Are you able to go ahead uh, and become financially independent with only one income? And and so there are a lot of ways to slice it. Uh, we've had clients, we've had so many of these we've done through the years. Uh, some say, well, I know I'm too young to sit back and just do nothing or play golf and everything. I think I'll try and do something else. Maybe maybe you've thought about uh, a position uh, at one of the uh, community colleges teaching uh, uh, law enforcement or something. We, we, we have all kinds of clients' uh, ideas like that, which once right. they find out that they don't need to make the income that they're making, they want me to figure out for them what is the amount that they could take at a lower paying job, but a more fulfilling job. when they're A job just for satisfaction. A job for satisfaction. Yeah. Right. Now, Ray, you might ask, well, what's the next step? The next step definitely is, you know, the engineer has, um, has uh, uh, gotten your number and we'll connect. But the next step is really this gathering of information so that we can make this first appointment. And that's okay. what most people want to know. Well, well, what do we need? So... Doug or Linda, do you have a, a good encapsulation of some of the yeah, well, five things Yeah, let me just walk you through Ray's it real need quickly to because mm-hmm. we were prepared actually because somebody had said, how do I get started with Lewis Financial Management? So we had already come up with a little bit of a, of a pro forma we were going to read on the air tonight anyway. So it all begins with a call to our office at 919-872-7000. That's 919-872-7000. And, you know, Ray, this is Linda. Um, you and your wife may have some specific questions about your situation that you need answered. And uh, so whatever those questions are, go ahead and write them down. And what we'll need for the meeting, we'll, we'll send you uh, a checklist. But uh, we're going to need a list of your assets and liabilities. We'll look at your projected income. So we'll look at a pay stub. And then we'll look at a list of your expenses. And we'll look at uh, what, are your, uh, what are you taking out for taxes. We can pull that from your pay stub as well. well and we'll need a copy of your most current tax return. So okay. we'll, you know, and, and I'll have all that detailed on the letter. But at that meeting, uh, so what we're going to do is we'll take this information, we'll produce reports that we'll use at your initial financial advisory consultation and And at that meeting. Right. And at that meeting, we will then identify the questions that you want to get answered. We will give you our advice on how to accomplish each of your goals. We will give you our objective professional advice when you make that appointment to see us, it really is to make an appointment to get started because right. you then have a plan and a planner to work with, and you will then know that you're going to be accomplishing the goals, and we're with you all the way, and, and that is what and we And all te- the way can be so subjective. I mean, that's what ends up being the real goal of financial planning, Ray, is that you have someone who is on your side, on... Uh, involved in all these these questions and answers and and solving these problems of of am I prepared will I be prepared and if I'm truly prepared prepared what kind of flexibility do I have okay so it sounds like we've covered a lot here but it sounds like you've got a lot you, on your yeah. plate 23 months <laughs> but um, yeah. but I think we can get a lot done too sounds great anything else before we let you go Ray that's it. Okay, well, great. Just, Looking and forward. I want to say thank you for your service. We appreciate you guys so much, and uh, we thank really enjoyed much. this call. 
I did too. And I look all forward right. to, to meeting with y'all. All right. Thanks, Ray. You and your Bye. wife and your family have a great week. Thank you. All right. Good evening. You're listening to Money Matters with the Lewis family on News Radio 680 WPTF. Do you have questions about your retirement accounts? Call the Lewises right now at 919-860-9783. That's 919-860-9783. So right before Ray's call, we were in the middle of letting those who might be panic-struck, who work for JCPenney and got the big news or are getting the big news that they could be losing their job. The uh, article that was referencing it said that their decision to close stores comes as many industry executives and analysts say that old school chains like JCPenney are overstored, meaning they have too many locations for the era of online shopping. And Marvin Ellison, the chief executive of JCPenney, said that Penny is slashing stores because we believe we must take aggressive action to better align our retail operations for sustainable growth. Now, the company is going to disclose in mid-March which locations it is going to be shutting down, with many of the affected stores closing in the second quarter or by the end of July. And Penny's has three stores in the Triangle, in North Hills, in Raleigh, at the Cary Town Center, and at the streets of South Point in Durham. So it's not clear exactly how many jobs will be affected by the closures. But the company says that it will offer a voluntary early retirement package to 6,000 of their employees. Yeah, and I remember those first early retirement packages that were offered by, first it was Sears. Then then Montgomery Ward. And then IBM. Mm -hmm. Uh, We saw many of the ones come in our office. So those that come for financial planning appointments first and have the first shot at these early retirement packages, they always get the best offer. But it's tricky. You need to have someone like us, certified financial planner, walk you through it to show you the pros and cons of the different aspects. Uh, Penny says they expect it's not going to end up reducing its overall employee headcount because the number of full-time associates expected to take advantage of this early retirement incentive will far exceed the number of full-time possessions uh, positions that are affected by the store closures. So if this is your situation, if you work for JCPenney uh, and think that you'll be offered this early retirement, then call us this week, 919-872-7000. That's 919-872-7000. You need to know what your options are, what they will be, and if early retirement is feasible. Call us at 919-872-7000. Well, you know, Doug and Linda, a lot of scenarios about a lot of different stuff touch a lot of our lives, and I thought we might bring a real case study to the conversation tonight, because I think what people like hearing the most is stuff that might be what they might be going through. All right. Why don't we do the Mark and Kathy Parker case? Let's do it. Mark and Kathy Parker, both 67 years old, have been retired for two years. While they are living comfortably on their current retirement income, they are concerned about the effects of inflation on their purchasing power in the future. They would also like a little extra income for occasional trips and other modest luxuries they currently cannot afford. 
At the same time, the Parkers want to leave some inheritance for their children and grandchildren, as well as make a substantial gift to the local Jewish Federation, which they have been involved with for over the years. So let me see if I got it. They're both 67. Mm -hmm. They are already retired. Correct. They live comfortably on their retirement income. They'd like a little extra income. They want to leave inheritance for their kids and grandkids, and they want to make some contribution to the Jewish Federation. That's right. Because they've been involved. That's okay, right. So we want to we want to leave we want to leave for our children, and they're also charitably minded. Okay. What's the problem? All right. Well, well the Parkers own a million dollars worth of stock in the company where Mark worked for many years. And as an employee of that company, Mark received stock options, and he exercised them over time. So he has a cost basis of only a hundred thousand. Well, the stock has been a very good growth stock, but it has produced minimal dividend income that they need to count on. The Parkers are considering uh, they considered selling some of the stock and reinvesting it in income-producing uh, portfolio. But they don't like the idea of paying $200,000 of taxes to the IRS. Okay, so they've got a million dollars worth of stock, and they're facing $200,000 in taxes. The stock obviously doesn't give much income. No stock gives very much dividend income. So we see their problem. Do you have questions about your brokerage accounts? Call the Lewises right now at 919-860-9783. That's 919-860-9783. Now, we fortunately at Lewis Financial Management are very familiar. So we were suggested they create a charitable gift planning plan and proposed a solution to help them achieve all of their objectives and eliminate this capital gain tax that would be looming. The Parkers give half of their stock to a charitable remainder trust called a CRT for which they can claim a 100,000 income tax deduction. The CRT sells the stock for 500,000, saving them about 100,000 in capital gains taxes. The sale proceeds are reinvested into an investment portfolio that gives them 40,000 a year income. Some of that income is directed to a wealth replacement trust to pay premiums on a policy that will benefit the Parker's children. And then at the Parker's death, the remaining assets in the CRT will be distributed to their charity of choice, the Jewish Federation. Okay, so let's go through what happens in this strategy. The half million dollars gift of stock to the charitable trust eliminates all taxes. The Parker's would have had to pay those taxes if they had sold it outright, but now they have eliminated all taxes. Number two, it's also created an income tax deduction that substantially improves their net cash flow. In addition, the Parkers will create more lifetime spendable income for themselves, which was one of their big goals. And then fourth, it gives a larger inheritance for their children, And of course, number five, it gives a large gift at their death to their favorite charity, which was the Jewish Federation. So if we summarize what were the effects of this whole strategy, taxes are zero. The net cash flow that came to them over the rest of their lives, about $720,000. 
The inheritance, it goes to the kids from the insurance policy, about $250,000, and the Jewish Federation got a half a million dollars. It was a win-win-win situation because zero taxes. And, you know, we see this solution called the charitable trust as a solution for so many people's situations. It is a nice way to sell an appreciated piece of land or a farm or a business and then have that income inside that portfolio by an investment portfolio that can create an income stream, sort of like a pension for the rest of your life. That's exactly what it is. It becomes a pension for you. And the way we like to set them up, of course, is you never lose control from day one all the way until your death. All of the pieces are under your control. Definitely a win-win-win situation. So if you're out there listening, thank you for joining us on Money Matters with the Lewises on News Radio 680 WPTF. Call us with your questions on the open line at 919-860-9783. That's 919-860-9783. And maybe you've got an appreciated asset. Maybe it's a business you want to sell. Maybe it's a farm or some land or a beach house at the coast. Whatever it is, or maybe it's appreciated stock, like uh, this case study that we just went over. Call us at Lewis Financial Management. Schedule an appointment. We'll be happy to meet with you and review your situation. That number in Raleigh is 919-872-7000. That's 919-USA-7000. Do you have questions about your financial planning? Call the Lewises right now at 919-860-9783. That's 919-860-9783. Well, you know, something occurs to me that might be of great interest to a lot of our listeners. By the way, do you know what Donald Trump and Bill Clinton both have in common? What's that? They were both born in 1946. And they both are facing this very same problem that I thought we'd talk about. Okay? It's three different initials. All right. You know what those initials are? What? RMD. <laughs> RMD. So if you're out there listening, if you're out there, Donald or Bill, <laughs> then if you're one of the millions of Americans with a retirement savings account, Three of the most important letters in the alphabet and in your financial life are RMD. And that's because they stand for the required minimum distribution, which is something that every baby boomer now needs to deal with for the first time. Because we're at the end of that time that you could just leave it there to be tax deferred. This RMD refers to an annual payout that savers must take from their retirement accounts at a certain point as required by law. The first of the boomers, those are the people born between 46 and 64, are just now hitting that age of 70 and a half when most will be required to pull money out of their 401ks and IRAs, but there are a lot of exceptions and deadlines regarding these amounts. 
Yeah, Natalie Choate, who is a very frequently quoted expert in retirement investments and retirement strategy, she's got a lot of columns uh, that you see in financial press. She said that she was surprised how complicated the process was for her, and she indeed is an expert. So why is age 70 and a half important? Well, it marks the point in a person's life when retirees must begin taking a required annual payout from the tax-sheltered retirement accounts, such as IRAs, uh, maybe a SEP IRA if you were a business owner, maybe a simple IRA. And, of course, if you had a Roth IRA, you wouldn't have to uh, take it out because tax has already been paid. But also, if you have a 401k or a 403b and any other workplace plan as well, you will begin your RMD at 70 and a half. Now, why are withdrawals required? Well, that's because Congress encouraged people to save for retirement by providing those tax benefits for those accounts. But lawmakers don't want to shelter those savings forever. So users often must withdraw at least a minimum amount every year after 70 and a half. Yeah, and then we come to the question of how large are those mandatory required withdrawals? Now, for most people, they begin at about 3.5% of the assets and they rise with your age, although they're never large, uh, large enough to empty the account. The annual percentage applies to the individual retirement assets as, as of the end of the preceding December 31. In other words, a required withdrawal for 2017 is based on the size of the IRA or the 401k as of the end of 2016. Now, there's no limit on how much you can take out. For example, an IRA owner can pull out as much above that RMD amount as he wants. How do you figure the minimum withdrawal? Well, the IRA sponsors are required to compute the amount for savers, that they, but they can make mistakes. Yeah, we at Lewis Financial Management don't make mistakes. No, when, when, uh, that that that's our responsibility uh, to make sure, yeah, to make yep. sure that yep. every one of our clients that is over seventy and a half is taking out the proper amount. Because if you get hit with that penalty, fifty percent penalty is huge. So we make sure. On the other hand, uh, different custodians make mistakes. Now we come to the big question of the deadline. What's the deadline for taking required withdrawals? The first payout is for the year that a taxpayer turns 70 and a half. 70 and a half. And this can be tricky. So take Donald Trump. He was born during the first half of 1946. So the first withdrawal has to be taken for 2016. But Bill Clinton, who was born in the second half of 1946, his first payout is due by the end of 2017. Another question is, what's the tax rate on those withdrawals? The withdrawal becomes part of the saver's ordinary income and is taxed at those rates, not lower long-term capital gains rates. So what if you have several IRAs and a 401k plan with required withdrawals? Well, must the payout for each account come from that account? Yeah, this issue really has caused a lot of confusion. Each payout from a 401k plan must be figured separately 
and taken from that account. But with IRAs, the saver, the investor, is free to take the required payout disproportionately. So he or she could take a large amount from one IRA and a little amount from another IRA and nothing from others as long as the payments all add up to the correct total. But be sure to avoid another common mistake in this area, which is when one spouse thinks, wrongly, (laughs) that they can take the entire required payout for both spouses from one IRA. What really should happen is each partner must take their RMD from their own IRA account. Do you have questions about your taxes? Call the Lewises right now at 919-860-9783. That's 919-860-9783. Well, what if you take more money than the minimum amount one year? Can you apply the excess to the minimum amount due the next year? No, 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 it can't do that, unfortunately. (laughs) Well, what if you miss a withdrawal or take less than the required amount, Doug? If you take less or you miss it, the penalty is 50%, as I said earlier, 50% of the amount that you didn't take out, and that is stiff. So those three initials, RMD, uh, they are crucial, and if you're in that category of people, who are real close to 70 and a half years old, call us at Lewis Financial Management, 919-872-7000, 919-872-7000. Go to our website, dougandlinda.com, and we will have you schedule a meeting with us. You know, Doug and, and Debs, I just want to say that this is what we do every week at Lewis Financial Management. This is what, this is the kind of service that we provide for our retirees. And many of our clients are in pre-retirement ages and some are 70 and 70 and a half. So because we're tracking income and we're looking at taxes and we're looking at the retirement portfolio, the personal portfolio, when that time comes up, you know, usually the custodian of the retirement plan will assist in calculating because there is a formula, right? How much needs to be taken out. Right. But also we're tracking that, right, Deb? That's right. So, I mean, you, br- you bring a good point. I mean, there, never have we ever heard someone say, you know what, the only thing I'm really concerned about is money management. I don't, I'm not concerned about taxes, estate planning, retirement feasibility, uh, cash flow, living expenses, or any other things that money affects. So because we know that as a profession and then as locally, probably the longest running comprehensive financial planning firm here in Raleigh, we know that from our experience, all of this, whether it's the IRAs, RMD, all of this is a part of a bigger picture. Are exactly. we going to be able to make it? Is what we have going to cover our living expenses for the rest of our lives? Are we going to leave to our children the way we desire? Are we going to gift along the way and at our deaths at our desired levels? Are we going to see our, our financial future come to its fruition? And the answer is, well, yes, with the help of a certified financial planning firm, you can know you're on track. I would say that through the years, the two most popular questions that everybody has is either, can I become financially independent or can I maintain my financial independence? <laughs> I think you nailed everybody it. <laughs> wants to, everybody wants the same thing. 
And of course, we know that there's a lot more. We didn't talk tonight about grandparents and gifts. But right now, with the music in the background, I can tell we're about at the end of our show. We do want to remind everybody that your money matters because your financial future is at stake. And we are the Lewis family. Have Have a a great week. You've been listening to Money Matters with the Lewis family, Doug, Linda, and Deborah. Money Matters provides you with a personal financial hotline on any subject where money really matters. For more information, call Doug, Linda, or Deborah in Raleigh at 919-872-7000. That's 919-USA-7000. Or go to DougAndLinda.com and listen again next Sunday at 6 p.m. for more Money Matters with the Lewis family on News Radio 680 WP. ETF.